on both like both of those two series, I've got a good backlog. Like, a dozen issues each. Right. That I'm just I, I'm ready to go. I just haven't had the time to read them yet. Yeah, I um I kind of got into like, I'm not a big Marvel guy. Um, but I, uh, a friend of mine or, or a couple of friends, my, one of my old roommates and their brother, uh, he's kind of big into the little Marvel universe. Um, yep. and, uh, I decided to get my old roommate the first, uh, two volumes of justice league dark because he, uh, he always liked, he, he he's a little strange. He loves Tim Burton movies. He likes the darker kind of stuff. Yeah, me too. Um, and uh, he always, I like when the new Fifty Two came out. I was all on board with pretty much a lot of the series. And I was talking about Justice League Dark to him, and he said that sounds kind of cool. I actually want to read that. I was like, yeah. I mean, he had obviously seen Constantine, and I was like, well, you know, they, he was a comic book character and stuff like that. So he didn't know much about it. So uh, I bought him the first two volumes of that for Christmas, and his brother, who was kind of into Marvel comics, he, I bought him uh, the. I guess the origin story of Nova, okay. um, which uh, I, I don't know much about Marvel, but I did read that one because it was just sitting at my house and it wasn't Christmas yet. So I decided, <laughs> to, I decided to read it. That's actually kind of cool. It got, it kind of got me interested in the Marvel universe, but I have no idea where to start. Mm. Um, uh, I just like Nova, the no, I, I would say the Nova Corp would be kind of like, the closest thing to like the Green Lantern Corps, they're kind of like the police force of the universe or the galaxy yeah. or something like that. So I kind of, I kind of got into that, and I'm like, should I get back into comics because that's a little expensive sometimes. And I was, yeah, I mean that that's why I again why my favorite way to read comics is on Comicsology right now. Yeah, if I'm willing to wait the one month for a price drop and I can get the comics that I want to read for a dollar ninety nine each. Yeah. Not to mention if they go on sale for ninety nine cents, but a dollar ninety nine for me is what I feel is the right price for a comic book. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, they, when the new fifty twos launched, they originally were two two ninety nine a piece, and then they got kind of popular, and then some of their flagship titles like Batman and Justice League and stuff like that started off at three ninety nine. I was like, son of a bitch, they raised That's the price the right now for most of them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I now. mean, all the, all the Spider Man, X Men, every everything three ninety nine is the price of a comic book. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, that's okay. This is just a little steep for like a month-to-month basis, which is why I kind of dropped off of a lot right. of the series. You I know. mean, how many can you realistically afford at four bucks a pop? You know, realistically, I could say I could I would have, I would limit myself to two series if I wanted to read every month. Yeah. You know, with, yeah, maybe would, yeah. Like an occasional third one, but you know, you you can't read four or five, and four or five is like one night of reading. You know, four comic books, I would say, is probably – that's what I would read in a sitting if I had a shitload of comics to read, which I did when I started reading that Blackest Night. Yeah. So that was that that, that was my thing because when the New 52 launched, hell, I bought every single issue. I had – Every single number one? Every single number one. I own them all on Comixology. Um. And I really got into Batman, obviously. That was the one I was, I was yes, I am going to read Batman because Batman has always been my favorite comic book character. You know, he, he I grew up with Batman, you know, yeah. and, and that's the one I always liked. I had committed to one Superman comic, one Batman comic, and then when I heard Aquaman was good, I decided I was going to read Aquaman as well. Yeah. 
And so I, I decided to go with Batman, uh, Justice League Dark because it was something that, it was something new. I'll always like John Constantine as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then there was like, oh, the superheroes can't handle these villains. So we throw the magic users at them. Now what I read that, which actually turned out to be really fucking good. Um, and then I was into Demon Knights, which was kind of like a medieval Justice League almost. <laughs> um, it was actually pretty cool. So I think it's still going on, but I just, it felt like the first probably six issues of that, it was all leading up to something. And I was like, Jesus Christ, get to it. So I finally dropped that off. And a friend of mine, uh, Wait, did you not finish the first arc? No, I finished the first arc. Okay. But I mean, after that, I was like, can I'm going to, because it, then it started getting a little, a little pricey. Yeah. And so I, um, I dropped that one and a friend of mine, uh, on Twitter told me, Hey, you should check out, uh, morning glories. It says 99, it's a 99 cent sell on comiXology. Every issue is 99 cents. And I was like, I read the first issue and I was like, I'm fucking hooked. I, yep. I'm, I'm buying every single issue right now. I had so, never heard of it till you mentioned it, and I was also hooked. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I got deep into Morning Glory. So uh, I say after a, a year after the New 52 launched, I was following Justice League Dark, Batman, and Morning Glories. That was it. Yeah, that's, that seems reasonable. Three a month, you know, roughly the price of an MMO. Yeah, somewhere around in there. So that was – I was uh, – and I followed Batman. I fucking loved it. They, 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 it was, that was such, to me, I think that was the best new 52 that they did. Hmm. That, that's still going on. I mean, hell, they canceled a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Batman, it had its ups and downs. They did the whole, uh, zero year story arc, which lasted an entire year, which showed basically when Batman first came back to Gotham after training with Raja Ghul. Mm-hmm. And it was all about him dealing with like, uh, the, the red hood and, um, partially, um, the Riddler. So, oh, okay. Um, and it, it just, it, it just kind of dragged on a little long for me. And that's when I, I, I dropped off of comics almost. Yeah. There's a couple I want to check out right now. Like right now I'm not reading anything. I don't think I bought, a comic in a few months. Right. But the fact that they just started a brand new ongoing Star Wars series, uh-huh. which is basically going to dictate the canon. So it's going to tie into the new movies. It's going to be in the universe that the new movies occur in. I don't think it's going to necessarily tie in, mm-hmm. although I don't know. But essentially they've discarded all of the old extended universe and they are allowed to pick and choose what they want to incorporate as the new canon. Okay. So it's a little upsetting that they've gotten rid of everything and that there's no essentially no chance that Thrawn and Mara Jade and characters that have been around for a long time are going to be realized or remembered at all in the new, in the new canon. Right. But the fact that this is going to start now and run, you know, probably at least throughout the next string of movies um i don't know it has me excited i mean Who, i who's publishing it it's marvel marvel got the rights back oh right marvel yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney, they totally forgot about they it. took it away from dark horse 
Mm-hmm. So this is this is the full like new cross promotional, cross branded. You know, Disney's making the movies, and Marvel and Disney and Marvel are connected, company wise. Right. So I mean, this is this is it. This is the one series they didn't they didn't start a bunch of series. There's only one series, and it's basically dictating what the canon is, or will start to outline the new canon. So I find that to be a little interesting. And then the Spider-Man story that's going on now with the Spider-Verse. So basically, you know, I don't know if you know of it, but there's like all these different versions of Spider-Man. There's like Noir, Spider-Man, there's Spider-Man 2099, there's all the different clones, all that. Ultimate Spider-Man stuff, yeah. Yeah, so so basically there's a story that connects, like those things aren't completely different. They are all like different universes. But there's, like, universe-hopping bad guys who are sort of like vampires that have to get their power from killing totemic superheroes, which are superheroes that have an animal as a totem. They get their power from an animal. Okay. So, essentially, all the different Spider-Mans from all the different universes are now teamed up together to stop this universe-hopping foe. So you've got, like... Peter Parker with Ben Riley with Miles, My- the new little black kid. Miles Morales. Morales. I was going to say Miles Austin, but that's a football player. <laughs> um, but I think that's kind of a cool story because I thought that all of those different universes were completely independent and I did not realize that there were ties between them. Right. Planeswalkers. <laughs> Always goes back to magic. The, uh, but yeah, um, Shit, uh, speaking of comics, I actually just finished um, a video game based on a comic. Uh, to finish it today, it's uh, The Wolf Among Us. Oh, right. Holy shit. Is it good? That's a great fucking series. I've heard it's good. I've heard the comic is good. But I <laughs> I, I just I actually haven't sought it out, but I don't know which one to do first. Uh, the Wolf Among Us is supposedly a prequel to everything that happens in Fables. Okay. So I have the first volume of Fables. Mm Mm-hmm. I have not read it yet, but I've been holding off on reading it if I should read The Wolf Among Us first, or if I should just burn through Fables to get the context and then play The Wolf Among Us. Uh, you could totally play The Wolf Among Us and be fine. Yeah, yeah, because I mean they explain everything straight up in the Wolf Among Us, you know. Because I mean it's it's obviously made for people who have not played or who have not read the comic. I've never read a, a issue of the comic. I've heard of it and I know what the premise is, mm-hmm. but I I had never read any of it. But uh, yeah, that's that's a great video game. I nice. uh, I picked it up on Amazon for nineteen ninety nine on PS four. Uh-huh. It was about um I think it was twenty five bucks normally. So I got it for about five bucks off. Uh that's a steal for that. Because I got probably really? yeah, I got like probably eight or nine hours out of it. Huh. And it's fantastic storytelling. Fantastic. And they throw in characters that you never would have thought of. So it's just like, you know, it's so interesting. Yeah, that's exciting. I picked up uh The Walking Dead. Season two, uh-huh. on the Steam sale, as well as the that extra add-on chapter for season one. 
four hundred days or something like that. Yeah. So I'm about halfway through that, and then I'm looking forward to season two. But I almost picked up The Wolf Among Us as well. I just wasn't wasn't 100 percent sure, and you know, I figured nobody had nobody was talking about it or thinking about it anymore. And I'm like, oh, I'll get to it some some other day. Yeah, I highly suggest The Wolf Among Us. That was fantastic. Hmm. There's a character in there that I I did I wanted nothing but to kill him. I wanted to kill that person so bad. And uh, to me, that's that's great storytelling. When you have somebody that you really want to kill. <laughs> yeah, if you care enough to hate them. Yeah, I hate this person so much I want to kill them. Yeah, <laughs> that's that that was a fantastic series. Holy crap. It was really, really good. But um, and it, it's interesting. It has like uh, – it's obviously fairy tale characters living in New York City, but um, – it has its. It, it really establishes a universe. Like this shit's going on, and uh, they do a real good job of it. Uh, you know, Big B Wolf is a fucking badass. I mean, that's uh, that's a character I can get behind. Yeah. You know, and it's it's great seeing who was originally a villain is now the good guy. So. Yeah, I, I want to check it out at some point. And they, they they're real smart with their stuff, like you know, like I said, there's characters. Like I don't want to say anything because it, it spoils some some of the reveals and stuff like that. But there's characters that you wouldn't think of. You know, I, I like originally I saw this and I was like, okay, so I'm going to see, you know, Big B Wolf is the big bad wolf, and you know, you're going to see the three little pigs and Snow White and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. Standard fairy tale stuff, but then they get into like there's characters that are from like uh, urban legends and stuff like that. Hmm. It's real interesting. So, uh, but yeah, played through that. It was actually really good. So, uh, I've been recording a lot of this because uh, we're going to talk about horde. I don't know how to talk about this game. <laughs> I know you, you've had it on the list as long as we've had this list, seems like. Yeah. And it, it, the context was it has dragons. That, that was what you had under it. Need there be any more reason? <laughs> <laughs> well, a story would be nice. Uh, <laughs> anything. I mean, this is kind of like a small little arcade game. Yeah. Um, but let's go into the – I've got the Wikipedia up, so maybe that will help us kind of uh, iron out some things. Let's see here. Horde, made by Big Sandwich Games. Uh, they don't have a Wikipedia page, so I had no idea what else they have made. Uh, this game was released in North America on November second, two 2010 for the PC and uh, the PS3, excuse me, came out on PS3 originally in 2010, 2011 on PC. And uh, it is a small little, I don't know how you, Horde is an action strategy game that combines elements of a dual stick shooter with those of a real-time strategy game. Yeah, it was kind of funny because... You had mentioned it. You're like, isn't that the dual stick shooter game? 
And I wasn't sure if it was, but I, in my mind, it was real-time strategy type game. And so it turns out it is both RTS-ish and also twin-stick shooter-ish. Yeah. So the core game mode is called Treasure. Uh, challenges the player to collect as much gold as possible over a 10-minute period. Gold, gold is earned in a variety of ways, the simplest being using the fire breath to destroy merchant wagons or buildings and then pick up the treasure chests that appear. Dragons have a limited carrying capacity, so from time to time players must return to their hoard to deposit their gold. When certain key thresholds of gold have been collected at the hoard, the dragon levels up and is awarded uh, upgrade points, which can be distributed amongst four key abilities, speed, fire breath, carrying, and armor. Upgrade each item improves the dragon's abilities, which can have a major effect on game strategy. In addition to destroying things for gold, the player can earn gold in other ways, such as kidnapping princesses for random, capturing wizard gems, ransom, Fuck for random. What the fuck? I can't even read it. <laughs> for that. random. For random. God damn. <laughs> Capturing wizard gems, which I, I don't think I ever ran into. Ugh. And you sp- got to get them early. Oh, okay. Those wizard towers are a pain in the ass once they're upgraded. Uh, and scaring villages to offer tribute. Now, I did do a couple of those. The player can also steal gold from other dragons and their hordes. Treasure mode is the main mode of the game with over 20 maps available. Other modes include Princess Rush, the first person to ransom, ha 15 princesses, uh, Horde, which is survival, and co-op treasure mode. All dragons share a horde and work together. Uh, there's local global leaderboards present in the PlayStation 3 version and will be in the PC version. Uh, apparently this was wrote before 2011. Uh, strategic depth. Horde is somewhat unusual in that it contains elements of a deep strategy, of deep strategy. <laughs> and the system interaction is typically absent from action oriented shooters. So, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. It has a shit ton of achievements on the Steam version. Does it? Oh my god. Over like a hundred. Oh wow! It doesn't have any that many trophies, and every trophy is basically just reach level three, reach level five, reach level eleven, reach level twenty. So <laughs> it looks like just the more you play it, the more of those trophies you get. Yeah, I don't know what to say. So I mean, I, basically, I would say that I think it gets right what it's trying to do now i agree i wish there was more story and there's you know there's positives and negatives but in a basic sense i like the fact that the game is very very simple you know fly around pick up gold and bring it back to your horde to level up right but i also like the fact that the layout of the map the way things spawn into the map the mode that you're in whether there are other dragons around all of these things sort of change the way you have to play so you do sort of have to adapt to your environment. Yeah, that's true. Um, the AI, enemy AI, kind of leaves you alone for the most part unless you get really close to them, at least to me. Yeah, or if you have a princess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they go a little nuts with that. 
which I've never had any problems with the princesses as far as getting them and stuff like that. So, um, but I sat down for probably, I'd say overall, I put maybe three hours into the game. Yeah, that's about what, what I put into it. Um, Mostly in half-hour sittings. Yeah, that that was about what I was going to say. Is is it's a nice time waster. Um, I it's one of those games where you you don't have to necessarily pay too close attention. So I like I listened to a podcast while I played one time. Yeah, and I agree. You know, I looked at a couple of reviews, and uh, I agree that the music is not <laughs> the best part of this game. Yeah, I'm probably not going to use the music from the game in in the intro and outro. Which it's an interesting segue into a new story with the Spotify. Yeah. You, you, what, do you know the details to that? I mean, I guess we have a little time to digress because this game's not going to take no, no, a full I, hour to talk about. I actually have uh, a, another topic we can talk about after Horde. But yeah, I heard Spotify's coming to the PlayStation 4. Um, I like the idea of pulling all my custom playlists that I've been building for the last year or two and using that over a game like this as soundtrack. Yeah, that would work. Um, I know uh, the only time I've ever really used custom soundtracks, and I used a ton in this game, was Burnout Paradise. Uh, Burnout Paradise had uh, custom soundtracks where you could actually, from the PlayStation, you could take like on a jump drive, MP3s, plug oh, it into yeah. your PlayStation, and actually have them like listed as tracks in Burnout Paradise. That's awesome. So I did I, that a lot on the Xbox One. On the Xbox original. I mean, yeah. The, the Xbox Classic? Xbox the, Original? The Xbox. There you go. <laughs> the Xbox. Called, yeah, the Xbox. Um, but yeah, I did that a lot with Burnout Paradise because I played the living shit out of Burnout Paradise. I 100% of that game, got all the trophies. They, I was nuts about that game. And uh, it was nice just to like, I'm going to put in... Lincoln Park's greatest hits, motherfucker. You know, and, and sit there and listen to that. And it's like, Which, oh, I feel like a kid again. I'm sure I would be feeling differently, but I never ever once even considered buying into the PlayStation Music. Oh service. yeah, no. So the fact that this is essentially replacing that, or actually straight up replacing that, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> does not bother me at all. And yeah. I, I understand how it would bother me, sort of in the way that I bought comic books through. That service that they had on the PSP, yeah. which just became defunct, and I lost. I mean, I didn't lose those comics, but you know that was the thing that was a hesit- every time I bought a comic on that service, I was like, you know what? I'm not sure this is going to be around in five years. And <laughs> behold, it's gone. <laughs> so I feel the pain of anybody who loves that PlayStation music service, but I was already burned once in that realm, and I had never even an inkling of giving them any money yeah for that that's yeah I, I, I never get into that either i got burned one time because i bought a whole season of a television show on xbox 360 and then they stopped doing that after netflix got possible popular mm-hmm. and i was just like well i will never be able to watch that show again even though i wasn't planning on it <laughs> but i mean i was just you know but the fact that i can't burns yeah yeah because i spent money yeah. on on those 12 episodes Damn it. <laughs> Which is kind of funny if you think of all the things that have been pirated that we had access to and never paid for. Yeah. To still feel so burned over the one or two things that we did pay for and lost. Yeah. It hurts whenever you, whenever somebody gets screwed over or you get screwed over. So it doesn't really matter. 
Yeah. But anyway, this would be a good candidate for that service because, yeah, music is not great. Music is lame. And they, yeah, just, I don't know. It, like, I, I was kind of getting into the whole, let me see if I can get all these achievements because, holy shit, there's a ton of them. And they got like, yeah, I think I got maybe 20. <laughs> and it's just like, well, this is going to take forever. <laughs> so I just. I can I see this as a game I would come back to every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's one of those things where it's like, I don't know what to play, so I'll just turn on Horde and... and yeah, let me do a few rounds of Horde, and then I'll figure out what I want to play. Yeah. Just kind of drown out everything and just forget about everything. Although I will say, so, I, I was going to sort of save this as my takeaway from the game, but, you know, who knows if we're ever going to build to a, a to takeaway, a takeaway here, yeah. a conclusion. This could be our takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But basically, as I was playing this, there there were two things that really I thought were lacking. Not not even, not even lacking, but two changes that could have been implemented. You know, not like this game really necessitated them. But had these things been done, I could have loved this game instead of you know I, I enjoy it. I would say I like it. It's a good game. It's maybe not the best value at fifteen dollars, but uh, I enjoyed the game. But but the first thing that I wish that it had was something like Trials has, where it would indicate to me, like, your friend Drew has this many points on this level. See if you can beat him. Right. Because, and this game has co-op and it has multiplayer, but honestly, I didn't do either of those, and I don't really have a desire in this game to do either of those. Yeah. I mean, I had mentioned it before, and it would have been cool if we could have done it, but I'm not going to play a random opponent in this game. It, It doesn't feel like that kind of game to me. But if I had incentive, because of the way that the game turns over really quickly, I mean, if you play the the gold mode, it lasts 10 minutes because that's the timer. Um, but that's like the most it's going to last is 10 minutes. Most of my matches were like a minute to four minutes. And uh, with that quick turnover, if I had the trials-like incentive for like, all right, one more try, see if I can beat that score. This game that that would have added a lot to this game for me. Yeah. Um, and I found horde mode to be my favorite mode, where it's just survive as long as you can. Yeah. Because those generally only lasted about three to four minutes. And I like the fact that I auto leveled up in that mode. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if it was just my version, but every time I went onto that upgrade screen, my game froze for. A few seconds. Really? Yeah. There was a lag every time. Basically, I would pick which upgrades I wanted and then hit circle to back out, and nothing would happen for three, four seconds. Ooh. And then it would, and then the game would continue. Huh. Every, almost every single time. Which is a lot when you're. <laughs> yeah. Like multiple rounds, and you're you're not carrying over your level, your ability to level up from game to game, since that resets. You're leveling up all the time. Yeah, the um the PC version ran pretty smooth. Hmm. Never had a problem with it. It might just be me. I don't know if anyone else has had that. <laughs> it may be the PlayStation version. Yeah, could it, be. It, it, yeah, I know. Um, God, what what game was it? It sounds exactly like that problem. Uh, Poker Night: The Inventory Two. It was a free download for PlayStation Plus. That is the worst port I have ever played. Of a game. Because I'll play Poker Night at the Inventory. 
and one and two on PC. Yeah, I'll stick to my PC version then. And uh, every time the the game saves like constantly, and every time it saved, it would freeze for like five seconds. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, why do you have to save so many times? And why are you freezing every time you save? I was just like, this is the the wor- most worthless fucking game you could have gave me on PlayStation Plus. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, unfortunately, I did not pick up Horde when it was uh, free on PlayStation Plus. So I got it on Steam. Uh, I had a little bit of Steam cash in my wallet. So I, uh, I think I paid maybe five bucks for it. Which I'm fine with that. Whatever. Yeah. At five to seven, it's a much more intriguing proposition than at 15. Well, so I think it was only... Did it drop? It was 15 on the PSN, I believe. Really? Initially. I don't know if it, if it dropped in price or whatever, and I got it for free, but... I, it was 10 on PC. 10's more reasonable, for sure. Yeah. Because, again, I think one of the big things that this is missing is... It, it says single player, but there's no campaign, really. Yeah. Which they could have easily just strung, even if it was a weak multiplayer or single player mode, where they just strung a bunch together and they're like, all right, this time try and do this, and then let the maps expand in scale, which the maps, there should be like cool mountain levels and, you know, where's my dragon's lair? I don't know. I, I could have used a little more variety in the levels as well. I did like how they looked. It looked like you were like playing on a board game. Yes. I thought that was pretty cool. Like the actual, the so all all the things occur on a area that is bounded by wood, and it looks like that piece of wood is also on a wooden table. Yeah, I thought that was cool, and that actually led to the second thing, which could have been really cool, was that with the PlayStation camera, they tried to do some of these alternate reality type games. Uh huh. And if this had been like you move things around on the floor. And the cat uses the camera to, I don't know if it would have ever worked, but if this could have been some kind of weird RTS where you actually move your hands around or move things around in front of the camera. Right. That, I thought that could have been pretty cool. And the aesthetic makes it sort of look like a, a board game that's come to life, which is kind of like what that would have been in my, my mind. Yeah. But maybe I'm still stuck on the eye of judgment. Yeah. Eye of judgment. That was. Not good, unfortunately. The uh, camera wasn't ready for it, man. Nope. The game was good. It, the game, yeah. I mean, it, if you could get work, that was... The yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I, I played over at a friend's house, and you had to have perfect lighting. Yep. It was the same way with the uh, that, that Kung Fu Live game that I did. I uh, yep. recorded a video of that, of me playing that. And that was uh, that's a very entertaining video. So I suggest <laughs> I suggest everybody out there at least go watch that video and watch me like sweat my ass off trying to kick virtual people, um, and me not knowing what the fuck I was doing. God, that video. Um, yeah, it's on my Twitch channel. Just look up Frustrated Fury Twitch TV slash Frustrated Fury, I believe. Kung Fu Life. <laughs> so dumb. I had to review that. And I was like, ah, I'll do a video because back then it was never we were still doing the whole Rage Quit Radio thing. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And I was, uh, I was still living with Alan at the time. <laughs> I was like, hey, Alan, set up the camera. We're going to stream this. <laughs> and it was so bad. 
Madeline was trying to ask me questions about the game. She said, so tell me about this game. I was like, it's Kung Fu Live. I need to catch my breath. <laughs> so get your workout done. <laughs> but yeah, I don't really know what else to say about Horde. It's um, it's a time waster. That's that's the best thing. Uh, to to me, uh, there's two games for me personally, and they fall in the same category. I call them time wasters, and I don't want to call them that because that sounds kind of like a negative. Yeah. But uh, these smaller type of arcadey games, there's two games that come to mind whenever I think of ultimate time wasting games. Uh, the first one would be Pac-Man Championship Edition. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Pac-Man Chip Edition DX, the, the 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 special version. I prefer DX over Championship Edition, even though I love them both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one would be Geometry Wars uh, Two, which I have not played Geometry Wars Three, uh, and I kind of want to. But Geometry Wars Two, I was so addicted to that game. Yeah, I don't think I ever played the second one, but I love the first one. I played the crap out of the first one too, but the second one had a lot more modes and it had my favorite mode, which was called pacifism, where you didn't actually shoot at any enemies. You just tried to avoid them. And what you could do is, is you could, there was, um, enemies that chased after you and you could, um, there was, um, two pegs and a line in between them. And if you went through the line, the pegs would explode. So what you could do is you could have guys follow you around and you could do mm-hmm. a circle and go through the line and the pegs would explode and kill some of the enemies. So it was, oh, God, I love that mode. I put so many hours into just that mode in Junk Wars <laughs> 2. I was addicted to that. I, I was like, God, this is amazing. I, I, can, I, can, I can go back and play that any day of the week. Yeah, see, that's where I think the horde mode in this, I think that's why it was my favorite is because it builds up sort of that Franticness. Yeah, how far can you go? Yeah. Yeah. Because the difference between, say, three minutes and four minutes is huge. Right. Because you're leveling up, but all, you know, these knights are getting, are pouring out, archers are pouring out, these magic towers are getting more powerful. It's a decent one. I'll probably go back to it. In fact, I, I know I will. Yeah, it's when, no Geometry Wars, but no, no, it's no, it's no Geometry <laughs> Wars two for me, or Pac Man Championship Edition. God, I was a, I was obsessed with Pac Man too. I used to stream that, like I like back in like the Rage Quit days, and whenever I just used to stream on my own, mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do some Pac Man," and like people would fucking everybody would leave chat. The the people that were <laughs> watching would just stop watching. They're like, "It's so fucking boring." I was like, "Yeah, well, not for me." Yeah, for, I would have to say Trials is one of my best time wasters in the past five years. Yeah. Maybe one of the Luminez games. Yeah, it was Those would get me really in the zone for a little while. Yeah, Luminez Live. I was big on that for a while. I think I liked the first PSP one. was the one I put the most time into. Mm-hmm. I was never good at those games. I'm decent at Tetris. <laughs> There was, uh, as far as like puzzle games, kind of like that. Um, there was one on the DS. Um, it was called, um, oh man, Planet Puzzle League was the name of it. Mm. And I was absolutely obsessed with that game. 
that was uh it was one of those games where you had to turn the DS sideways. Oh, okay. And uh use the touch screen to like lower blocks and stuff like that. And I fucking loved that game. I wish I still had it. For some reason I sold all my DS games and I could totally play it on my three DS, but I don't <laughs> I really appreciate a puzzle game with a good multiplayer mode. Trying to imagine I mean, you got Puzzle Fighter, obviously. Yeah, Super Puzzle Fighter. That was a good one. Um, That's the first one I was thinking of, actually. But that, and when you mentioned Tetris, there was a, on the Xbox, mm -hmm. there was like a battle Tetris game where you could have four screens. Is that Tetris Attack? Was that what that was? Maybe. Huh. But I, I, there was a fair number of times where we actually had four people over. And we're all playing Tetris instead of, you know, Call of Duty or whatever. That was pre-Call of Duty. but There was a game that came out on PC originally. Um, and then it was re later released on uh, PS3. It was called Chime. Oh, yeah. I fucking love Chime. And it had a, gr it had a great versus mode. That was really fun. So, like, it was all about you filling up the the board with your mm -hmm. color um and a line would you know go across the screen ever so often and uh refill whatever you whatever you did and so you originally started off with you on one side and your your friend on the other and whoever got the most part of the board their color wins well what we didn't know and what I didn't find out was until I did it was you could actually color over what they've already done and when we found that out, oh man, we had a fucking yelling contest. We were getting pissed and stuff. It was great. But Chime was a great one. I, I used to love Chime. Every Saturday I played Chime um, because I'd get up before all my roommates. And um, there was a song in there called For Silence. It, they all use real tracks, but it was kind of like slow beats kind of deal the from tracks that people I'd never heard of I think Moby was one of them um but there was a, a track on there that I really liked because it 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 sounded really nice and it was called For Silence and uh I used to play that track all the time and uh I uh I had it playing like I, I had it on like YouTube playing it one time and my roommate walked in and he said what is that and I was like it's a song he's like Every Saturday, I used to hear that <laughs> song coming from your room. I was like, oh, shit. It's like, <laughs> I remember him saying that. He was like, I was wondering what the fuck that was. I was like, oh, it was me playing Chime. <laughs> so, yeah, that's some good times with that game. So, I'm, I'm done with Horde. I don't know if you are or not. <laughs> Yeah, I got nothing else to really say about it. Other than it got me excited about dragons, and I actually finally picked up the game Layer this week. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I think they, they did patch in where you could use the controller, like the actual controller. <laughs> you can, but they also sort of fixed it. Did they? Well, fixed it when they came out with the DualShock 3 uh -huh. instead of just the 6-axis. Right. So it just works better now. Gotcha. It's not perfect, but... Well, there you go. Layer. But, uh, yeah, see if I can get a different type of dragon game in. Divinity's a pretty good dragon game. 
I was I played uh, and reviewed Divinity Two, um, which is actually on the Game Club list. Um, I I really enjoyed uh, Divinity. Um, yeah, despite the title, Dragon Age doesn't really give me enough dragons. Yeah, no. Dragon Age Three didn't. Yeah, yeah. In Divinity, you actually get turned into a dragon. You have a curse. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, the the other topic I wanted to bring up, and I don't know if you even want to talk about it or not, but I, I was thinking about it. Uh, this uh, this is completely unrelated, but I do I did want to mention this is our 100th episode. Oh, really? Yeah, it is. Um, Ken mentioned that to me. He said, "You guys realize that next week's 100 episode." I'm like, "I don't know that, but now I do," and so I'll, I will mention it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! So we got to us. Yeah, we did 100 episodes. Amazingly enough. Um, which is how many episodes I did of Evolve Gaming before hanging that up. Do you still have those episodes? Did you ever save them? I wish I did. At or one, they lost to the internet. I I think they're gone now. But a couple of years ago, I did go back and look and see if I could listen to them. I really wanted to listen to our fiftieth episode because I was shit faced drunk and that was a fucking amazing episode. I just like I just bust out laughing for no fucking reason whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I was the only one that was drunk, even though we all said, hey, let's all get drunk and do a podcast. And I mean, <laughs> I, I took that for real. I mean, I, I, I fucking pre-game. Like, go, I went. Hell yeah. Man, we were drinking all sorts of shit. I think we ran out of fucking like stuff to mix it with. So I was drinking like vodka and Gatorade. And I was like, oh my God, this tastes like <laughs> shit, but let's do this. Oh, that's awesome. God, I wish I could find that episode. It was fucking hilarious. You know what episode I just found the other day? Was the very first episode of Zombie Frog that we ever recorded? Was it was that before me or? Yeah, it was. Go- it's god awful. The only reason it survived is because things weren't settled, so it ended up. This was before it even had a name. It was just Untitled Podcast Number One, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was uploaded on SoundCloud. Oh wow! So it was still there, and then I realized that. We could only fit like five episodes in SoundCloud without paying. So then we switched and stopped using it. Uh, but because of that, it's the only one that survived from the very early days. Were you hosting that one or was Nate hosting it? Mm, I don't think anybody was really hosting that okay. one. It was essentially just a roundtable discussion of how much we hate uh, Borderlands on the PC. <laughs> It come out like three days before it didn't work and we were just like spent two hours bitching about it. I remember that. I remember you guys complained about that. And uh, I was like, I fucking love Borderlands but I got it on 360. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, jeez. That man, that was God, 2008? Yeah. Back to God damn. That was a long time ago. But yeah, I joined you guys a little bit later on. You guys had already covered two games before I joined. Yep. The two actually that caused us to start that whole series, second series of podcasts. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't know about the, 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 just the regular podcast. I always like, uh, when I first started listening to you guys, it was the game club stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Hey, I'd like to join you guys for that. And they're like, all right. And so we did braid. Which I, I fucking I didn't hate the game, but I hated the man who made it, and I, I think I mentioned that on the show. And, and all these many years later, we're still waiting on game two. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Um, but the uh, yeah, God, that was a long time ago. We covered a lot of games on there. Which the problem was, you covered two games that I really wanted to do, and you've, you, they're like, probably worth resurrecting. Yeah, and every time I bring it back up, you're like, ah, because I brought it up whenever we started uh, when we started Phoenix Down, and I, <laughs> as I want to do Beyond Good and Evil, and yeah. you're like, yeah, I already did that for Game Club. Yeah, I would do it again. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I totally. I mean, I, it's been fucking you know years since we've did Phoenix Down, yeah. started Phoenix Down, so. I mean, I'd like to do it because I got the HD version on uh, yep. Xbox 360. That was what made me want to get it to begin with. And I, I have actually never played Psychonauts. Mm. So, you you know, you guys did. Good stuff. You guys did Psychonauts and Beyond Good and Evil, and I never got on to that one. But we just, we did some, <laughs> we went from like one thing to the next, and it was just like completely random. <laughs> think like, what was after Braid? Was it like fucking Black, I think? Yeah, Black was right around then, right <laughs> after then, if it wasn't the very next one. Right. I remember I, I, like, that was back whenever we were still streaming a lot. And I remember, I'll never forget it because the, uh, I'm just reminiscing now. This is the 100th episode. We reminisce on 100th episode. But the, uh, I was streaming Black, uh, to get ready for the, the podcast. And, um, I was talking to the chatters. I was like, every once in a while, Alan just be like, he'd give me the microphone, and he's like, "All right, it's Drew time." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He said, "Just, just, just start talking." I'm like, "Okay." So I was on the menu, main menu of Black, which the main menu of Black is just machine guns firing. It's just <laughs> constant machine guns firing, and I was which is essentially to- Black, the essence of Black. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was sitting there talking about like. I think I brought up like, something about like uh, j- like junior high prom or something like that. And I was talking about that and how I got embarrassed and shit like that. And some of the chatters were like, I'm glad you're telling us this story while machine guns are firing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, because Alan, Alan used to just do that. He said, Drew time. He just came to I was like, what do you want me to talk about? He said, just talk about something. And then he'd sit there on the computer and just laugh his ass off about it. It was so many times, and he, like, he'd point a camera at me, and he'd have it set to where, like, if somebody's face was on camera, it would change to a cat's face and shit like that. But I have so <laughs> many clips of that on my fucking Twitch channel. It's so dumb. We we were so stupid. You know, that was the weird thing was, like, when I was in college, those weren't really my college years. It was when I was 23 to about 26 or 27. Mm-hmm. was when my college years were because I was like I, I, I lived out in the middle of nowhere in this like log cabin with two other guys and we did nothing but drink a lot and I'm gonna make you squeal like a pig yeah yeah we had a lot of butt sex That's, <laughs> I mean it was not, <laughs> it was it was dumb it was like that that was my I'm not going to do anything I have a security job that yeah. I can I can wake up to and do nothing and fuck it, I'm getting drunk tonight. <laughs> put a camera on me and put it on the internet. Awesome. <laughs> that was that was what we did. I met you during a strange time in my life. <laughs> <Matt>. <laughs> so yeah, that was. Uh... Yeah, I mean, this dwarfs everything I've done before because Zombie Frog. We ended up doing about roughly 35 episodes of the game club podcast and about 35 episodes of the the normal podcast yeah it lasted probably about what, a year and a half two years yeah so we ended up doing about 70 episodes total so 
being at 100 now makes this longer than all of Zombie Frog for me. Yeah, I think we stopped doing the game club. Um, it was Eternal Darkness was the last one we ever did, um, mm-hmm. and we only did one episode of it. And then we, we, I fucked myself in that game, and I said I can't go back to it. Um, but Mike was still with us then. Uh, yep. Uh, for those who who are listening, Mike Futter, who now works for Game Informer, and uh, Mike was dedicated to Zombie Frog stuff. I mean, he he was he was he was crazy about it. And um, Ken, who worked you know, obviously works at ZTGD, where you're hearing this, offered him a job as kind of like a, a review editor and a reviewer and stuff like that. And you know, it, Mike's one of those guys who gets dedicated to whatever he does. And he got really, really dedicated to the ZTGD stuff, and Game Club kind of just fell off. You know. We, yeah, for me, I uh, I had to stop because I was that was the time I was writing my thesis. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I was getting ready to defend my PhD thesis and get that written, and I was in a super time crunch because my lab ran out of money. Yeah. And when I thought I had a year left, and then it turns out I had five to six months left so everything had to be condensed and i you know i i basically didn't have any time for anything else at that moment at that time yeah that was uh that was quite the time and then it was like oh my god we quit we quit zombie frog and then yeah then i did all my phd stuff and moved out to chicago yeah that was probably what two years later when we started phoenix down yeah probably yeah because i remember i had mentioned it to you that I, we wanted to do it again and we actually tried to start this originally we didn't have a name for it but we wanted to bring back the game club was what it was and i was like i think and i told ken i was like i think it'd be a good addition to our podcast stuff and uh he's like all right you know ken's pretty much down for anything it seems like and um we, metal gear if nothing else yeah, yeah, we're going to do all the Metal Gear. I'm excited for that. But uh, uh, but if you remember correctly, Matt, it was me, you, Mike Futter, which I believe was still working for Rip 10 at the time, um, and a friend of the show, uh, uh, Brenna Cedria. I don't know how you pronounce her name. I've never actually asked her. Um, yeah, I was hoping you could clear that up for me, actually. I think it's Brenna Cedria, I think. Um. But we were all going to actually record a podcast covering The Bouncer. And I mentioned it on Twitter the other day. I found I found my fucking copy of The Bouncer (laughs) Uh, that we I I played like halfway through that game and then we never recorded. (laughs) And then a year later, we we said, all right, we're going to do Phoenix Down. And then we started Phoenix Down. So we had the Phoenix Down was in the works about a year before we actually did it. So that was, uh, Jesus. I don't want to do the bouncer. I didn't like what I played to that. <laughs> I really, I really didn't like that game. <laughs> Luckily it was short. So, but yeah, did that. God, I can't believe we've been doing this for two years. Yeah, Hell, almost, crazy. almost three years. We're going on three years, dude. We're getting old. I'll be 30 this year. Oh man, you are getting old. I know. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm 31. Yeah, I know. I should talk, but 
I don't know. Nothing like that's ever hit me really hard. Yeah. I hit 25, and I was thinking, I, when I hit 25, I was like, damn, I'm 25. I'm not a kid anymore. And then I, I finished my beer. <laughs> and I, and I said, I'll damn well be a kid as long as I, I want. Exactly. I was like, oh, yeah. There, there was that moment of clarity. I was like, wow, damn, I'm actually getting kind of old. What am I doing in my life? I don't care right now. It's Drew time. All right, what are we talk about? So it's, yeah, it's just dumb stuff like that. It's, I, I still kind of act like that. I'm still a big kid that has responsibilities now. That's what I am, and I'm fine with that. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah, I, I, got, I got a home. I paid for it. Fuck, I just I just did some major fucking renovations <laughs> this week. So <laughs> I just uh, you know, I spend a lot of money now on stuff like that. I, I I could spend on video games and and alcohol, but I don't do it anymore. So I gotta be responsible. Well, after all that, I'm still waiting to see you start streaming again. I mean, I that's the thing is like I I I do a little bit for ZTGD. Um, I just don't. Yeah, as far as getting the band back together, I don't think that's ever gonna happen. <laughs> I know because uh, you know Joel is married and got a kid now, and uh, Alan is off doing his own thing, and then Alan Hilly is still Alan Hilly. But uh, Joel has mentioned to me a couple of times that yeah, even though he has a wife and kid, he he wants like a weekend of just us again. Yeah, and we just like he's like we should bring back the stream for like you know just do like a reunion thing or something. Yeah, not necessarily a regular thing, but yeah, just uh, just you know, like, special. Yeah, just leave the kid at home for like a Saturday, and this we just kind of go nuts, you know, like we used to. Um, but uh, we haven't done that yet. I'd like to do that though. I don't see Joel as much anymore since he moved toward Atlanta. So. <laughs> But yeah, so the other, I know we've been going on for what, 53 minutes right now, um, but I did want to bring up just a small topic because it's something I, I uh, which we mentioned actually, uh, and I'll, I'll bring up again, but I've been thinking about it for a while because a lot of people who follow me on Twitter um, know that I have a, a passion for game music. And I wanted to talk about soundtracks in games for a minute with you, Matt, because I think you appreciate a good soundtrack too. Mm-hmm. Um. What's one of your favorite video game soundtracks? Oh boy. Favorite video game soundtracks. Do uh do games like uh rock band count? <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's yeah, yeah, sure. I mean that that that's fine. I mean I I was thinking more along the lines of original soundtracks and stuff like that, but um I mean, to me, as far as like license soundtracks go, nostalgia brings back Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because I remember Superman by Goldfinger, because it was the first track that they always played, and the PlayStation version couldn't play the entire track, or it might have been the the N64 version, there was a version that couldn't play the entire track. So it had to cut it off halfway and it would just loop it over and over again. You had to manually change the song by going into the pause menu. And <laughs> we were too lazy to do that because we were playing Tony Hawk's pro skater. 
So we would just listen to Superman all day while we play <laughs> while we play Tony Hawk. And that's why I, I forever have that song burned into my mind. But uh, so yeah, no no original sound. I, th- I know you said that you uh, you own Halo Two soundtrack. Are you doing yeah, it one time? I do own the Halo Two soundtrack. I like to use that for uh, writing actually because okay. of the lack of words. Right. It's a uh, nice ambiance music. The uh, but I, I that that's one of the things because you know, like I said, I when I'm at work, I listen to a lot of music and stuff like that, and I, I post a lot of it to Twitter and and things. Um, uh, there, there's a, some great scores out there. Uh, the uh, I think Diablo three has a amazing soundtrack, uh, mainly because it, it plays off of my nostalgia a little bit. Because mm-hmm. they do a lot of those old tracks that you can hear, you know, like from Diablo Two, like the the Tristram theme is uh, you can hear it in the background of the new Tristram theme and stuff like that. It's just really cool how they how they do some of that stuff. Uh, and the um, the God Jake Kaufman is the guy. He he does a lot of music for Way Forward. He did the uh, the music to uh, Ducktales Remastered, and he did the music to uh, uh, Shovel Knight. As mm-hmm. well as well as um, uh, Double Dragon Neon, he does a lot of those tracks and stuff, and I think that guy is amazing. That guy does some fantastic stuff. I love all three of those soundtracks. Shovel Knight is amazing, uh, like the whole chip tune retro kind of style. Which, you know, the classic tunes everybody knows, like the, you know, the Mario Brothers theme and Zelda theme. Everybody knows that stuff, even if you never played those games before. One of my favorite game uh, soundtracks was actually Siphon Filter, Dark Mirror. Dark Mirror. That well, I think I think probably both of the PSP Siphon Filter games. Okay. It was Mark Snow. All right. Did the sound the music for him? I, I think he's the guy that did uh, the X Files theme. Okay. Originally, like that, like that's his claim to fame. I think. Hmm. Um. But I actually, at one point, they gave away, the, I don't think it was a full soundtrack, but it was maybe six or seven tracks from Siphon Filter. Uh, and, you know, I was so enamored with my PSP at the time that I had that in the music section, so I would listen to that in and amongst other music, not necessarily while I was playing this game, but I had this sort of industrial sound. It's certain I don't even think it was it wasn't really techno y, but it had sort of a nine inch nailsy vibe to right, me. Right. And uh because I had those extra tracks, I I really ended up falling in love with the soundtrack of that game. Hmm. The um yeah, yeah. Another interesting fact I didn't know actually. William, who listens to the show, he he told me because I posted it. Apparently, John Carpenter is coming out with an album next month. <laughs> the director, yes. Um, and uh, I didn't know this, but apparently he he has composed pretty much most of the music in most of his his movies. Oh yeah, I didn't know that at all. And uh, I have heard a couple of the tracks from this album that's coming out, and it is totally like fucking 80s theme songs. Just like, you know, it's like it has a lot of synthesis in it and stuff like that. 
And, uh, it's, uh, the, the tracks I have listened to could totally just fit in with like Big Trouble in Little China. You know, it, it, it was like, <laughs> awesome. and I was like, I said, I want to buy this fucking album. It sounds awesome. Um, but stuff like that, like one of the good things, like I mentioned that and then Ken told me, he says, well, when you start playing Dying Light, you're going to like that soundtrack. And they have totally, in Dying Light, they have totally like made the soundtrack sound like something from the 80s, like <laughs> like a, a 1980s horror movie. It sounds like, you know, like the old school Dawn of the Dead mm-hmm. soundtrack and stuff. It, it totally has that kind of vibe to it. And I really like that about it. Um. But of course, I, I even used a track from the soundtrack last week. Uh, without a doubt, me personally, the best soundtrack of any video game. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time has one of the best soundtracks to a video game ever. It is, there is not a single track in that game that is bad. Yeah. Every single one of them is catchy. They're they're upbeat. It's fantastic. I I can I it's so weird. A lot of people I, I, yeah, fuck, I'm nerdy too, but I mean <laughs> I I can sit there and just listen to that soundtrack. You know, I I know every single song and I played the shit out of Turtles in Time when I was a kid. Um but that to me by far that is the be- one of the best soundtracks of of a video game. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. I, I can see that. The, <clears throat> but as far as yeah, like the classics, you know, Mega Man's got some fantastic music. Uh, Zelda's always had some fantastic music in it. Um, a lot of the Ninja Turtles games had some great music. Like even like the Manhattan Project had some great music in it. But yeah, I, I mean, I, any other ones stand out to you? I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah, I mean that's something I would have to think about. I off the cuff, I wouldn't know too many that would stand the test of time, other than that random siphon filter. But right, um, yeah, that would this this would be a topic that I would have to do some soul searching for. Right, that's fine. I just I figured I'd bring it up because I, I, you know I'm always thinking about it and stuff like that. I've got so many fucking game soundtracks stuck in my head as. It's scary. Nobu Nobu Uematsu, one of the best game composers ever, done pretty much every Final Fantasy game, all the way up to the PlayStation Two. Uh, he's he's a fantastic uh, composer. Um, damn. Uh, speaking of which, uh, and I'm, I think I'm I'm actually been debating about using the uh, one of the tracks. Uh, I've mentioned on Twitter, and I think I may have told you before. So there is a album uh, created by a guy named um, Mega Ran, I believe is his name. He is a, he is a uh, rapper mm-hmm. who has done an entire uh, album called Black Materia, and Black Materia is a rap album retelling the entire story of Final Fantasy VII. Oh shit! Yeah. I'm going to use one of his tracks probably to the end of this, uh, this, this, uh, show here. Um, and I absolutely love it. He uses music from final fantasy seven and puts beats to it and then raps over it. 
while telling, <laughs> while telling the story of Final Fantasy VII. That sounds pretty awesome. It, it is. I, I was introduced to it because it was so strange. A couple of years ago, I had to review something. Ken asked me to review this. He said it's it's a little unprecedented. It's it's it's. He said I want you to review um, a music bundle. I was like, okay. What do you want me to do with this? He says, I want you to listen to these these tracks that are video game inspired or from video games. And I want you to review it. And he said, the reason why, he said, they, they're giving me, they've gave me five codes to download these, the, these albums. And he said that they'd asked for somebody to give a review. And he said, since you love video game music so much, you should try it. And I'm like, all right. I'll give it a shot. And one of those albums was Black Materia. <laughs> and uh, I listened to that. I said, this is goddamn fucking brilliant. I was like, I, I, I was like, all right, first of all, I love Final Fantasy VII. I love the music in Final Fantasy VII. And what this guy did is fucking amazing. <laughs> I was like, this guy, this guy's got talent too. Um, and it, it's, it's, God, it's fucking fantastic. I love that album. Everybody check that that album out. That's a fantastic album. Hmm. I wouldn't even know where to look for that album. It's all on YouTube. Is it? Oh, yeah, okay. you can listen to the whole the whole album on YouTube. Just uh, Black Materia, the remixes, I believe, is what it's called. Hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's. I, I think I even did a post one time of like my favorite music soundtracks, uh, the Persona series. Has a yeah. has a great sound soundtrack. Yes, you, for a person who likes heavy metal music, I can sit there and listen to a, a J pop soundtrack like Persona Four, and and not bad an eye. There, there's so many catchy tunes in the Persona Four album. Yep, I've actually got that album in my car. Yeah, I do too. A blast your affection out the, <laughs> with the windows rolled down. It's like yeah, go to the ball. Your affection blasting. Turn that bass up. So yeah, this uh, there was uh, all those. I think Guilty Gears always had a great soundtrack. Uh, like Capcom games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm just wasting time now because I don't have anything else to say. I figured I'd bring up soundtracks and stuff because we're you know the horde lasted all of ten minutes. <laughs> I mean, I you know to. Not that it even needs to wrap up, but I uh, I did enjoy Horde. Yeah, I did too. I, li- I liked it. Yeah, I wish we could have played together. That would have been more fun. Yeah, that that would have been interesting. I wish I had some kind of s- score chasing elements built into it. That would have been fun. I'm trying to imagine what the last game we played together was. Resident Evil Six that we still haven't finished. <laughs> Yeah. We got like halfway through that fucking Jake campaign and I was just like, God damn, this is boring. <laughs> it wasn't really boring. It was just like, I don't, we're separated and I don't know how to get to you. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care anymore. I just want to get through this shit. We got to finish that game one day. Yeah, we certainly do. Yeah. And Luckily, I have, we haven't felt the pressure because there hasn't been, uh, you know, a Resident Evil 7. Yeah. Pushing us to finish six. Now Revelation two comes out uh next week. Next week. It's episodic. So they're releasing an episode each week. Uh each episode is about two hours long. Hmm. And I think there's five episodes and then there's two extra ones at the end. 
they're kind of like side missions. At least that's how I gather it. Now, this, those are going to be downloadable. Uh, and I think after the whole season, I say it in air quotes, when the season ends, they're going to release it on disc, which is what I'm going to wait for is the disc. Yeah, I probably will as well. Have you you have you heard of you know Revelations two? Yes. Okay. I have not read anything about it though because anything Resident Evil goes into the vault and I don't want to hear anything about it till till I pick it up. Yeah, it's got it's got a thirty something Claire Redfield in it. Hmm. I think she's in her thirties. I think I can't. I don't know. She was like nineteen in Resident Evil two, and that took place in nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> so. You do the math. But anyway, I think we're just going to wrap it up. Yeah. It's our 100th episode. Thirdth episode. God, I can't. I can't tell. Oh, should in hindsight, should have picked a better game than Horde to have our 100th episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't know. We didn't know. But I guess Horde leaves us a lot of time to talk about anything else. That's true. We can get it hyped up for next week's episode. How about that? Yeah, I am looking forward to that. I'm 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 actually fucking excited to shit for this game. Cuz I mean, we can get into it a little bit. We're playing Parasite Eve, um which is a Square Enix action role-playing game um that I played when I was a kid. Uh, I think it came out in 1999. It might have been 98, I can't remember. I think it was 98. 98. So I was 13 years old. Uh, right on the cusp of me playing Final Fantasy VII for the first time. And I've always said that Final Fantasy VII was the first role-playing game that I actually got into and understood. And I think I played Parasite Eve and did not understand it and didn't care about it. I distinctly remember playing it, though. I do remember mm-hmm. I rented it from a video store and played it, but don't think it lasted very long. I never ever touched anything that was called a RPG at this time. Uh-huh. But had somebody told me it was a sci-fi horror RPG based on a sci-fi horror novel, I probably would have picked it up. <laughs> so well, we can get into it next week cuz that'll yeah. be that'll be the history of the game and stuff like that, but Yeah. Uh yeah, we can talk about that next but, week. To sum it up, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I, I'm very much excited because I, I, I've always wanted to go back to this game. I never have. so, And now it's the perfect time to do it. Because I picked it up for like six bucks. And a quick two episodes, and then we're on to the year of Metal Gear. Yes. That, that is going to be the good one. I am going to... Truth be told, and I think I've even mentioned this... M- the first episode of Metal Gear, all of me talking about Metal Gear Solid is going to be me talking about when I was 13 playing this game and how I felt then and, you know, everything. You know, when, you know, when you find out fucking, you know, McDonald Miller's really fucking Liquid Snake, holy shit. I fucking went nuts when I was a kid. I couldn't believe it. Oh, God. That is the game. That and Resident Evil are the two games that define my gaming childhood. Yep. Me too. Oh, I cannot wait to talk about Metal Gear Solid. 
Oh, we're going to get into some lore. We're going to get into some history with that. Everybody needs to get excited about that. But before we're going to do that, we're going to be playing some Parasite Eve, which I know a lot of people hold in high regards too. So I, I really want to, I want to play it. I want to see how it holds up because that, that, that game may be archaic as hell now. Yeah. Well, I just started it last night. Okay. You did. So you did, you have started it. And basically, I've played through the amount that I played through a few years ago. Uh-huh. I picked up the disc version. Right. Which is to say only the first 45 minutes. Uh-huh. But holy shit, she the slowest runner of all time. <laughs> is there a run button? I haven't got that far yet. Okay. She looks like she's running all the time, but she's moving at like a 90-year-old's pace to get the milk. You know, we're we're talking barely. It takes like minutes to get across the screen. It feels like okay. Oh my god, is that already frustrating me? Because you know, what was that one game you didn't realize there was a run button in it? Yeah, for like a long time. Most games. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's Mario. It's Mario RPG. Oh yeah, I was like, I can't get past. I can't get over this jump. (laughs) (laughs) It's like there's a run button, dude. That makes the jumping much easier. <laughs> Go figure. Oh Jesus! But yeah, so yeah. get excited for Parasite Eve, and then after that, we're going into Metal Gear, and that's going to be fucking glorious. I can't wait. Oh, yes, I can't wait for that. You know, but anyway, what's that now? I don't know that I would rank Metal Gear as my favorite video game soundtrack, but it is my favorite video game song, Snake Eater. Oh, Snake Eater? Yeah, Snake Eater's good. You know, every Metal Gear has had a song like that, like a a singing song, somebody with a singer in it. I never had one that felt as James Bondy and professional as Snake Eater, though. Oh, yeah, Snake Eater's fantastic. There's one in the the ending song in Peace Walker. It's pretty fucking good, too. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely got some James Bondy in it, too. I'm excited. Yeah, oh, I'm, also, I'm I went on a, I went on a bender while I was playing Horde, and I, when I ordered Layer, I also ordered the Metal Gear HD collection. There you go. The PS3 version. Yep. There you go. That's um, that's what I have it on. So it's it's fantastic. I mean, they, you know, they they've HD'd it and everything like that. Peace Walker looks fantastic on it, and yeah, you can finally watch play that on your television. So it'll be uh. God, it's going to be great. I can't wait for that. Yep. It's coming up. There you go. I'm going to have to start Parasite Eve probably tomorrow. And, um, yeah, we'll talk about Parasite Eve next week. But uh, I do appreciate everybody listening. I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, You can uh, send us an email. You can send me an email. It's drew at ztgd.com. I'll read it on the air. You can suggest games to us. You can... um, uh, talk about Parasite Eve because that'll be the next one coming up, so we can we can actually uh, talk about that um, while we're playing through it. Um, you can leave us an iTunes review. Uh, we'll read those on the show as well. I haven't got one in a while, so guys, get on that. I will, I will read it. Um, you can all follow us on Twitter as well. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at R E M G S. And uh, you can follow the podcast itself. It is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. 
I think that's about it. Um, our 100th, 100th, man, that's hard to say. <laughs> One, 100th episode. Sound like Dusty Rhodes. Uh, 100th episode. Fucking <laughs> cock. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Our 100th episode is in the bag, and I, uh, I, I do appreciate everybody listening, even from the beginning. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we do this for ourselves, but we also do it for you guys. It's always fun to hear feedback from you guys. And, uh, yeah, I wonder how many people, if any, have listened to all 100. I'm pretty sure there are. In fact, I've, I know for a few people have said that they've went back and listened to older episodes just because. Hmm. That's which, awesome. Which blows That's crazy. it blows my mind. Crazy to think about, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know I can't remember who said it, but somebody told me that they went back and listened, re listened to our Dark Souls playthrough. I think they were they decided to pick it up and play it, and they wanted to listen to us play it at the same time. So, uh, which that was a hell of a fucking series. Holy shit, that took forever. One of the many. Yeah, it's on my soul. <laughs> But anyway, I do appreciate everybody listening. Like, like I said, we do this for you guys as well as us. So you know, it's, it's always fun not talking video games and stuff like that. But to, but to know that we actually entertain some people that that means the world to me. So, um, but anyway, I do appreciate everybody listening. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, we will be back next week uh, playing through uh, Parasite Eve. Uh, we're going to break that into two episodes, so we'll play the first half of it uh, next week and talk about it. And then we'll finish it up, and then it's off to Metal Gear Solid. And, oh, man. So excited for that. <laughs> Me too. But anyway, until next week, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. We'll catch you guys next week with the beginning of Parasite Eve. With a gang, wreaking havoc state to state, called avalanche. We were the revolutionaries, using every trick in the book to bring the truth, and nearly got killed on my last mission up in Midgar. Set off an explosion, ran but didn't get far. So I'm guessing the reactor blew. The blast knocked me unconscious and detached the crew. I awakened on the flower bed up in the slums, on the floor of a church, all covered in grunge. Thankful to be alive and need of a shower and not a medic. I get up sore and lightheaded and was scared that I met her. And her name was Eric. Body wasn't the greatest, skin wasn't the fairest. Not someone I normally be interested in getting with, but something about her aura just told me she was different. Said hello, apologize for the inconvenience and tried to go. But one thing about Aerith, she was a straight shooter. Didn't wait to see if she had something to say to you. So immediately, pleasantries were canceled when she asked who would pay for the flowers that I trampled. I laughed. 
and said that I would replace them. Just did a job that I'm waiting to get paid from. So yeah, I'm a soldier, fighting for freedom, providing my services to anyone who need them. So she came with a plan, subjected I protect her. But there's some bad folks out there trying to get her. And before I could ask why, troopers just passed by, kicked in the church door, wood and glass fly. Should I help her? My conscience said you got a dog. So I went from a soldier to a bodyguard. In the ensuing chapters, everywhere we went, somebody was trying to capture her. So my disaster, what was the deal? Yo, what's the appeal? As usual, she's nothing but real. She was the last descendant of an ancient race who may or may not hold the connection to a sacred place called the promised land. So this caused a lot of problems, man. Everybody wanted it. So they all devised a plan. And if that wasn't enough, it comes separate off. The meanest, baddest, biggest boss of them all. She go to the church and prays for the solution. But separate off appears, showing no fear. And with one sword stroke, Eric was killed. I wish I was like her and said what I feel. I don't know what it was, but there was something about her aura. Cause I haven't felt this since her and never felt it before. Huh? 